This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out, sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. I'm so excited about today's episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Before we dive in though, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show when one lucky mama gets a free 15-minute strategy session with me just for submitting her review of this podcast. Today's winner is Gator Girl 2002 who writes, "Love this podcast." One of my favorite podcasts. Nikki has such a soothing voice. I love her real-life stories and examples, and her advice really works. I look forward to each new episode every week. Love that. I'm so (laughs) glad I have a soothing voice. Thanks so much, Gator Girl 2002 And congrats on your free session. Remember, friends, if you'd like to win your own free strategy session with me to work on any area of your mom life in which you need some extra support, Just write a review of this podcast, screenshot it once it's posted, and email the screenshot to me at Nikki at youridealmomlife.com. And again, that's N-I-K-K-I at youridealmomlife.com. And now for today's episode. Our guest today is a certified sustainable wellness coach who helps women develop the skills to lessen the overwhelm in their fridge consciously make healthy choices and gain confidence in the kitchen. After years of struggling with food and nutrition, she's now passionate about helping other moms solve this very problem in their own lives. She provides working moms with strategies and tools so they can spend time with their family doing things they love instead of stressing over what they'll be making for dinner. Connect with her on Instagram at cleaneatingwithchristy or on her website, cleaneatingwithchristy.com. I am super duper excited to welcome Christy Baranowski to the show. Christy, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Nikki. This is going to be so much fun. I know. I love the topic that you cover. And as most of the listeners of this podcast know, I also love a strong, resilient woman. And that's why I find your story so great. It's incredibly inspiring to meet someone who used her struggle, in your case, with food and nutrition and turned it into a passion for helping other people similarly situated. So tell us more about your challenges with food as you were growing up and what led you to finally have your aha moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I think, you know, most of, um, well, most women probably can relate in growing up and just trying to figure out food for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And my family growing up was very, 
we used food to comfort. That's, that was like, you know, you're feeling sad, have something to eat. And just kind of like food was at the center of pretty much everything that we did. Um, and unfortunately for me, it, it, you know, and now <laughs> 30 years down the road, I've learned what my body can, um, you know, can respond to either mm-hmm. positively or negatively. And I am a huge, um, carb person, if you will say, and, you know, potato chips. And so those were kind of just my things growing up. Um, and I did every yo-yo diet ever, um, and Weight Watchers and, you know, South beach diet, like literally everything, um, and constantly up and down, up and down. And it wasn't until I was 30. Um, I was a newly single mom, my five-year-old daughter, um, and I just realized I was like, you know what, this is no good. Like yeah. I just can't, I think I was the heaviest that I've ever been. And it was just seeing my, I think everybody has that picture that they see themselves in and they're like, oh, <laughs> that's what I look like. Right. Um, and it wasn't just physically too, though. It was just like internally and emotionally mm-hmm. and just everything. And it was at that point where I was like, nope. I want so much more for my daughter. Um, and I decided to start my own health journey, whatever that looked like. I didn't know what like that was at the time. Um, and it brought me down a path of um, just probably trying other things too. I was vegan for a while, um, raw vegan for a while, actually, wow. which was pretty, um, pretty intense and yeah. not sustainable though. Like right. for me as a busy mom working, it just didn't work for me. Um, so I finally found something that worked for me, um, which is, it's basically clean eating. So a lot of, you know, processed things out and clean in. Um, I do a lot of veggies. Veggies, I say, are my jam. Um, <laughs> give me a veggie and I can give you anything to make out of it. And I love, I love um, to have vegetables and fruit. So those are kind of like my, um, my crux now and then making meals around that. But um, I also too, which isn't in my bio, I also worked in the childcare field for about 15 years and mm. I was actually, I was a director. And what I saw was moms like me who were trying to work, trying to do all the things, struggling, um, just to find balance with themselves and their, their kids. And a lot of times they yeah. would come and ask me, um, opinions on what they should feed their children and, you know, things for meals. And so it got to be a point where I was like, you know what, I, I still want to help. I just want to do it in a different way. Um, and so that's kind of where my passion came about with, um, with helping moms who are just trying to find that balance. Yes. And that is something that we struggle with so dearly. And it's, it's why I started this podcast. I help moms find harmony with what they want to do you know, as Mm -hmm. women, their goals and their dreams and what they have to do as moms. And how do you harmonize that? How do you be the mom you want to be and still go after your goals and dreams? And there are so many components to that. One of them, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. One of them is, you know, managing your time, which is where I focus, but another one certainly, and part of managing your time is being able to figure out what's for dinner. I mean, that is like paralyzing sometimes. So I think it's awesome that you are focusing in on this niche and that you're helping moms with that very real struggle. And I love what you just shared about, you didn't know what you were doing at first, right? Like you didn't, you knew you wanted to make a change. You knew something had to give. And so you just took the first step and waited for the next steps to reveal themselves. And that's just how we tackle any goal. And food is no different. So that's awesome. Yeah. 
So let's talk about meal planning because that's definitely an area where moms struggle. I'm obviously a huge planner and believing ahead. I've created an entire course on that topic called Time Boss. And that's how I teach busy moms to take back their time so they can crush their goals, lose the mom guilt. And meal planning is such an awesome way to take back your time. So what are some simple steps you'd recommend for someone who, again, doesn't even know where to start? Yeah. And so it's interesting, right? Because we don't think about all the time that we can save during the week if we would just kind of mm-hmm. plan ahead a little bit, right? Yep. And it's nothing nothing crazy. So what I like to do is um, I find that people have a almost like a stigma when they think of meal planning, where it's like they see the you know photos on Instagram of the boxes on Sunday afternoon. I spent four hours prepping, and <laughs> this is what I've come up with, right? And it's always the same meal over and over and over again. Um, and a lot of the moms that I work with, they want variety because it's not sure. just for them; it's also for their family, of right? So it's more work to create two or three meals than it is just to do the one meal for the family and then kind of make adjustments as needed. So I, I like to start out with meal planning and not even with food. It is looking at your planner for the week Mm. because we are the experts. And I point to myself when I say this, because the moms are the experts of our family. Of course we know the ins and outs of our family. But what we tend to do is we tend to over plan because we're amazing and <laughs> we're doing all the things anyway. So let me just push myself one more, you know, just five more minutes. And then that's where the planning gets very frustrated and overwhelming because we realize we can't do it. Mm. So to take a glance at your family calendar prior to the week so you can see your busy nights and your nights where you have more time, maybe to try that Pinterest recipe that you just pinned on your board, right? Right. Um, or is it a crock pot night where I literally just need to dump and go and have a dinner ready to scoop out for before softball practice? Exactly. Um And so just even knowing ahead of time what that looks like can really just be very calming for us and Mm -hmm. also can create extra time in the week too, because we've already, we've already planned for that. Right. So we know what's coming. It's like when we get to work, Mm -hmm. you have it to do when you get to work. So you know what it is when you're getting there. Why don't we do that at home? Exactly. What happens after work? Right. Right. I love that. That is so such a simple thing. And it really goes hand in hand with a lot of things I say, which is plan your week ahead of time. If your week is planned ahead of time, then you can look and be like, okay, I know this night. Oh, oops. We were going to go meet this family for dinner. I don't even have to buy something for that night. Or it's going to be crazy. We're, you know, we're, we have like a half hour window from five to five 30 and then we're not home until eight. That's a crockpot night. I think that's such a great strategy and it's something we probably wouldn't even think about. We kind of skip that step and then we end up buying stuff we don't need or we don't have the time to make stuff. Uh, That's a great tip. Yeah, for sure. Um, And one of the other things too is that I like to suggest, so even prior to buying anything that we need, right? After you've looked at your week, make sure you plan a leftover night in there. Mm-hmm. That's always, uh, you know, we forget about those leftovers. That's a night off for us almost, if you think yeah. about it, because we just can do some quick warming up. So mental space in our head, we don't have to think about that. If I know that Wednesdays I'm having leftovers, then I'm like, oh, okay, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an easy thing. And then also too, 
shop from home first. Great. Because we all, yeah, we all have those, like the pasta sauce, the beans, the rice. And even if you open up your crisper, you've got those peppers in the back that you forgot about that you can probably put whip into some fajitas real quick. Right. Um, And so that saves us time too. That's awesome. If we can shop from home and then not have to spend more time at the grocery store because who wants to go to the grocery store? <laughs> it's yeah. not. A, and then B, it saves you money because you already bought the stuff that you have in there. I hate that. Exactly. I hate wasting food. So that that's a great tip. Yeah. I, like I hate when I do find the peppers and I'm like, oh, forgot about yes. these. And then they're like, they're past their prime and I wasted them. Although I, I started composting yeah. now, so that like alleviates some of the guilt because I'm like, okay, well, at least that's going eventually to good good use. It's going to go rot and turn rot. into nourishment somehow. Yes, but exactly. that's that's awesome. So yeah. getting to what you were saying earlier about you know the Pinterest boards where you see like the same size tray and every tray has the same meal in it and making the same mm-hmm. meals over and over again. I know that you offer recipes, so can you tell us more about that? I do. So because this is um, kind of my baby and my, and my passion um, about it, one of the things that I don't want moms to do is to feel like they are stuck over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also want to feed their family healthier, which is a, just a very common goal from the women that I work with yeah. um, is that's, you know, that's what they want to do, but it takes so much time to do that. So I actually have a monthly subscription Um, It's called five days of easy because it's really, that's what it is. It is five days of easy for you. And actually Friday morning. So today as we're recording this um, nine o'clock, all the new recipes for next week go out. And the reason why I do that is because it goes out on a Friday. So you can look ahead and see which recipes you Mm want to make for next week. Um, And also though, not only do you get the recipes, you also get a complete grocery list of all the items that are needed. So if you only need one sweet pepper, it's only going to list it on there. You don't have to guess. It's not like, oh, I need like three of these, right? Um, And like one cucumber. So it really breaks it down for you. So you can take that because again, right? We want to create that that time-saving space. So you get the recipes and I do include breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, nice. Um, because I like there to be options and they're very family friendly. And most of the recipes I would say are about 30 minutes, at least the dinners are 30 minutes to make. Um, and they're all able to be kind of prepped ahead of time. That's awesome. So yeah. And one of the things again, that, you know, I really like to do. And so I've added this into the community. We also have a private Facebook community for the members every Friday after um, I get off with you, I'm going to go live in my community and just walk through some real quick strategies and tips for their recipes for next week so that they can have it in the back pocket when they go to prep. That's awesome. What a great resource. Christy, why am I not on this? Why am I not on this subscription? So I'm totally signing up for that. Where do we do that on your website? Uh, Yes. You can go to my website, cleaneatingwithchristy.com and it does have the monthly subscription on there. Okay. Um, and we'll put the the link in the show notes as well for you yeah. guys. So you don't have to search for it. And then is the Facebook group clean eating with Christy as well? It's actually not. So the oh. Facebook group, yes, I know. Right. Um, the private Facebook group for the members is called five days of easy. Um, okay. and then, but I do have a public one. So if you're not in the membership and you just want to be part of strategies and tips and, um, things to make your life easy, um, as well, it's called Healthy Choices Made Easy. 
Awesome. All right. So you guys listening, I know you might be driving. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put this in the show notes so that you can, you know, copy and paste when you get to your destination or to a safe place to look at your phone, but definitely take advantage of that. That's great. Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence, the keep it together system specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate. What's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence and purchase yours today for just $29. So the big question now as moms are listening to this is, well, what if my kid is picky? And I got to say, I have to be honest, you guys, I cannot stand a picky eater. I grew up in a house where it was like, this is dinner. And if you don't like it, you don't eat. So when my kids are like, it's more more my daughter than my son. My son will try anything once. That's all I'm asking is just try it. If you legit don't like it, you don't like it, but you can't tell me you don't like it until, until you try it. So my daughter is like, it's hard for me to get her to try stuff sometimes, which like, I got to like take a deep breath and be like, all right, how can I get creative with her? Yes. So first of all, a couple things with that um, is you have to involve your kids in the kitchen. Mm. So the number one thing, and it sounds like I grew up very similar to you as well, (laughs) um, in that this is dinner, that's it. Like no choices. We weren't ever asked our opinion. My mom was a night nurse, um, you know, Mm -hmm. so she worked at night. So it was like every Wednesday we had the same thing and just kind of over, but we knew that that was for dinner, like no options. Right. Um, but one of the things our kids and any child wants to be in control. That's why they throw temper tantrums and that's why they like have all these emotions that we feel are are through the roof, but it's really that they, they want to have some say and have some control too. So the number one thing for you to be able to do, um, and at the beginning, this takes a little bit more time, the more time you do it, it cuts down on the whining and the, and the frustration, but involve them in the kitchen. Okay. And so whether that's cutting the vegetables whether that's having them pick one new food that they want to try every week. Mm -hmm. And if you rotate with your family members and give everybody that option every week, um, then you're still presenting that to them, but they are feeling in control because they're making that choice. Right. And then with that specific food, you can ask them to help you prepare it how they want to. 
Great. Great idea. Yeah. I know. I think I love cooking. So I think I tend to just be like, let me do it. But you're right. And I'm also like, don't hurt yourself. So I have, I have that in my head all the time, but it's a great tip. Yeah. And just a couple things on that too. Amazon has fantastic kid-friendly knives. Oh. So my seven-year-old, I had we two years ago actually, we got a set of them for her. And I set her up beside me with really like lettuce and like easy things for her to chop. Mm -hmm. But she feels really important because she's cutting them and she contributed to the salad. Um, and the other thing is too, as moms we do, we feel that guilt where I have to create everything. I have to cook the meal. I have to do this. So why can't we teach our children to help us in the kitchen so that we're taking some of that guilt off of us. And then also too, we're saving time because as they get older, their responsibilities in the kitchen can get older, Mm -hmm. you know, and more. And so then we can say, Hey, you want to make dinner tonight? And we can go read a book (laughs) dinner and we got our time back. Right. Also, it's very empowering for them. Oh, it's huge. Yes. Yeah. So and I I have um I I have a seven-year-old boy and an almost nine-year-old girl. And I'm I'm constantly trying to instill in them like you can do hard things, don't give up easily. And that I that's a great way for me to to incorporate it. I'm totally I doing know. that. Yeah. And it's I mean, my my little one is seven, my oldest is 22. So I Oh wow. Have, Yes. So I have a 15 year gap in the middle and I've learned tons, um, with that. And my seven year old from the very beginning has been involved in the kitchen. And, um, it's just been so amazing to watch that transformation take place with her and just, she wants to be, she wants to be, and she's very proud of herself when she does it. So it's fun. For yeah. us, and we get proud too as moms, right? We want to be proud. Of we don't course. want to be frustrated. We want to have our children experience joy. Absolutely. And we want to experience joy too. And 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was reading something the other day on your Facebook page and it was about making meals colorful. Mm. So how, how are, what are some of the, because I know that's something that kids enjoy. They like color. So how do you do that with your food? Yeah. So one of the things that I do is I just try to incorporate almost, and it sounds cliche, but every color of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. And so my part, when we go grocery shopping is majority of it, I want to say 80% of it is fruits or vegetables. And that's where everything comes from. So if you think of adding fruits or vegetables to your meals, you will automatically add color, mm-hmm. um, you know, to that. And one of the fun things that you can do if this is brand new for you is to really, even you can sit down in part of your planning and write out the colors and what foods would go in those categories, right? Oh. Very simple. You have your apples, your oranges, your cucumbers, starting out simple with that And then as you go to the grocery store, and if you're following that concept of, okay, let's add one new food each week to our meal, then add that to your family list of colors, right? Because if it's like a dragon fruit is something that is probably way out there and is not really known to a lot of people because it looks intimidating. Yes. um, But it's so colorful. Mm -hmm. The outside of it is really fun. 
And, um, you know, you can put that in the pink category because it's, it's pink. And so you can just continue to add to that, which really, I mean, it's probably an endless list. And when I'm even packing my daughter's lunch, I look at it as how can I make this colorful? How can I add more colors to it? And it's something then that becomes fun and your kids start to then ask for colors because they're used to seeing bright plates. Like that's, our mind is very colorful, as you know. Yeah. And so it is attracted to color. And it's the same thing with the food. Even when you go out to the restaurant to eat, they present it and they played it really nicely. So we can do that very simply at home just by adding bright colors using fruits and vegetables. I love that idea. And it's, it is very simple. I would never have thought of that to write out the colors and then try mm-hmm. to figure out foods that would fit into those colors. And some of those foods, like like the purples, that's going to be a new food for like purple potatoes, eggplant. Those are all for my kids would be new foods because um, we traditionally haven't done a lot of purple. So that's such a good right. idea. Love that. Yeah. And then when you try that new food with them, you can have, instead of them saying, ooh, gross, I don't like this, mm-hmm. right? Because we hear that a lot. Yes. Um, just have a no thank you plate, which is in the middle of the table. And the rule with that is that they at least have to try it. They have to take a bite. Yes. And if they don't and swallow like, it and <laughs> swallow it. Yes, correct. That's, and that's it. It's just yeah. a bite. It's not going to kill them. Right. Exactly. And I always say, I'm never going to feed you anything that's going to be harmful to you. Of right. Course. Or hurt you. Right. Um, but instead of saying, ooh, gross, I don't like this, you're still teaching them manners. Mm. And then you can say, okay, then just put it in the no thank you plate. And they're then learning how to say no thank you, you know, in a different way um, of expressing themselves. And it's it feels better for you because nobody likes to be tense at mealtimes. They right. want it to be very calming. So then, then if that's something you've set up, then you can say, okay, thank you for trying just put it in the plate and move on. Carry on. (laughs) One of the things we've started doing, and my kids are so funny now they ask this, um, is we started bribing them. We're like, I will give you a dollar if you try it. (laughs) So now they're like, do I get a dollar if I try it? We're like, yeah. But so my daughter will eat raw oysters because we gave her a dollar the first time. And then she was like, these are good. She's like, they look terrible, but they're really good. My son didn't like them. So he doesn't eat them but he likes clams. It's weird. And she doesn't. So it's, it's just funny, the things that they like, but I, that was my one way of, of getting them to try new things. I love though that no, thank you, because there, there have to be manners with that. Like I, you, I've explained to my kids, there's going to, you're going to go to dinner with people you work with, or you're going to go on interviews at lunch and you can't have terrible manners. You have to be able to very politely say, yes. no, thank you. Exactly. Like what you just said. So yeah. have you ever tricked your kids into eating something new or you've always been upfront? So it's funny because my oldest, even now that she's 22, I have to trick her <laughs> because growing up as a thing, like it, it was just a different time. I was right. younger back then and you know, you were surviving. So when, yeah. And so when I started on my health journey, she had already kind of been accustomed to the McDonald's and takeout and all that stuff. Um, my little one, I don't necessarily have to trick anymore because she's just used to it. But the thing that I really like is when you can match vegetables specific. So fruit is really never a problem because all kids like fruits and right. vegetables, right? 
if you can match the the same colored vegetables to each other, like cauliflower and potatoes, mm-hmm. you can do like a cauliflower mash oh, with right. mashed potatoes, right? And add cauliflower in there. And it doesn't really taste any different. Um, and then as you start to do that more frequently, you maybe lessen the potatoes and increase the cauliflower, um, you know, to do with that. And so if you can try to find some like vegetables like that, it becomes very easy. The other thing is too, is one of my favorite recipes. And I don't mind sharing this with, I can send you the link and you can, um, put this in your show notes if you want, but I have a butter or, um, a sloppy Joe recipe mm-hmm. and no ketchup is used. It oh. is butternut squash that is used um, and tomato paste. And because the butternut squash is sweet, it takes the place of the sugar in the ketchup right. um, and then it just mashes all together. So I just use a potato masher and mash it up. And with tomato paste, um, it is one of my daughter's most requested recipes. She absolutely loves it. And then they don't really know, right? That's, they're not picking any green things out. I I hate when they do that. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's just annoying. It is. And you spend time cooking it. Exactly. picking it. Eat it. Exactly. But when you can coordinate your colors with the food, there's, and because we just talked about colors and there being so many colors in the vegetables, nine times out of 10, you can find something to go with that. It just requires sometimes like some thinking with that, but that is um, what my recipes actually in the, uh, the membership do is I try to incorporate a lot of vegetables in the meals like that so that you don't have to do that thinking. It's kind of already done for you. Yes. That is great. And then do you ever later tell them like, ha ha, you just ate butternut squash. So that, well, I, I feel like I want them to know so that if they ever are presented with butternut squash, they can be like, oh, I like that because right. I, I, I can make that connection. So it's interesting because some things I will, um, my husband, I, my husband's a really great sport and <laughs> I will tell him afterwards. Right. Um, and my oldest, I will tell um, you know, or she'll ask me, she's like, mom, what is in this? Why are you like, what, what is in this here? Um, and my little one, it's funny because like with the sloppy Joe's, I won't tell her because I don't feel that's necessary, but I also too, at the same time, I've incorporated like roasted butternut squash, Mm. um, and things like that. So I think once you start to do that on a regular basis, you can start to incorporate the foods normally. I'm doing that in quotes for, you know, you can't see on the podcast, but um, normally because you do want them to know what those foods are when they get out into the real world and not just hidden in smoothies and hidden mashed in in, um, mashed potatoes. Um, So it is important, but you can start to introduce it that way and then ease into it in different ways. Okay. I like that. That makes sense. It's funny that you say your husband's a good sport. My husband <laughs> was very picky when we met. And that was the one thing I was like, I got to fix this because it makes me crazy. Um, so I would lie to him. Like I would trick him and tell him it was one thing. And then after he liked, he like ate it, I'd be like, did you like that? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, well, it was this, not that. And he's like, right. what? But now he's like not picky at all. It totally worked. But he's, you know, he's an adult. So it's easier to reason with him. But I was just curious, you know, if you ever do that with the kids. So those are some really great tips. 
Yeah. And I think it's important to remember too. So when, you know, what are your goals that you're thinking of for your family? Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of times they match with our goals too. So if, you know, if as moms, we want to start eating healthier, then we also have to include our families so they can support us with that because otherwise it's going to be very, very difficult for us down the road. Um, So they can support us with that. But the other thing too is the more food you eat, right? That's what you crave. So if you start to incorporate more fruits and more vegetables, not only into your diet, but in your family's diet, it will be easier to cut out those other things because that's what they're going to start to crave and their body's going to start to tell them that. So it is a consistency piece and it's obviously, you know, down the road, it doesn't happen overnight, but those are things that you can strive for in yourself and for your family. And then it's a common goal for both of you. I love that. Yeah. And, that, and you know, it's true. It, I always say, and I, this is, it's not like I came up with this, but you are basically the average of the five people you hang around the most. So mm-hmm. that goes to, that's absolutely true with your family. If you're trying to lose weight, for example, and everyone in your family is like, well, I'm not eating that. I'm going to go get McDonald's. It's, it's just, it's, it's doesn't create an environment for you to succeed. So for you all to be on the same page and listen, as the mom, you are the center of the household, happy wife, happy life, you know, what mom says kind of goes. So you have that power, whether you realize it or not. So when you can start to incorporate things like this, it it really does shift the whole landscape for the family. And then you can all be on the same page, which is really important. It is, it's, and you don't want to be a short order cook either. You don't want to be making yourself one dinner and everybody, you know, each person a different dinner. That's not cohesive. Right. Which is where, you know, the whole family comes in. So if you can involve your family in planning the meals too, and in choosing what they want and ask them their opinion, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we like to be asked our opinion. How do you like this? How are you, you know, what is, what is this that you like? So we need to assume that with our family too, and not to create that just controlling, you know, like how we grew up, like, no, this is it. This is dinner and that's it. Let's ask them so that, mealtime is less stressful and less overwhelming. And we can create that atmosphere of fun in the kitchen and memories and cooking and dancing. And, you know, just those things that we see and we kind of see in our mind, that's what we want. And it's so easy. We just have to start it. That's the hard part is starting it. Always. Once we get to that point, then we can start to see Um, But we just have to start it and just be able to be honest with your family too. And just let them know, hey, you know what? This is what we're going to do this summer. We're going to try a new vegetable every single week. And I would love for you to help me with that. Yep. And then also, like you said, when you ask them their opinion, maybe they do say something like Sloppy Joe's. Now, everyone listening, you have a resource to make that healthier. And to it's like boiling a frog. I don't know if that's really how you boil a frog, but like (laughs) one degree at a time, right? Yeah. Take the first step. The next step reveals itself when we just keep going, like you said, Christy, being consistent. And mm-hmm. then before you know it, you guys are eating well. You're eating yes. things like dragon fruit. Oh, oh my gosh. And the one so thing I fun. won't eat, I won't eat cilantro though. I really don't like it. Oh, see, it's, but I feel like cilantro is either a love or hate. Yeah, I hate So, it. yeah. Do you I love it? That. I do. I love it. Um, it's funny. I made a chimichurri um, paste the other night. And I marinated some steak for my husband and tofu for myself in the same one. And those are things that you can do too, right? Like similar things, but Mm -hmm. the cilantro is very overpowering. And my husband wasn't such a fan of it. And I was like, "Hmm, this is really good. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it. I'm like the only one yeah. in my family who doesn't like it. And people make fun of me, but I, I'm like, it's strong. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't think I'm tasting what everyone else is tasting. So they say that, like, some of us have like some kind of enzyme. Yes. My friends are like, oh, you have an enzyme. I'm like, I really do. I don't like it. <laughs> so I got to ask you, are you a perf- not professionally, but are you a trained cook or are you, are your recipes easy to follow? My, my recipes are very easy to follow. I am not a trained cook, although funny enough, my dad is a chef. Oh, um, but he's like a very kind of a basic chef. So I don't know, maybe that's where I got my love of food from. We traveled a lot as well growing up. So, um, I think I was just exposed to a lot of different flavors, but I think it goes back to, I've always enjoyed food. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not turning to food for comfort. I'm turning to it for life right? and for the vitality and health that I want. So it's a different outlook and it's something that I truly, like I get excited when I come home from the grocery store now with vegetables and new recipes to cook. And so I want to make it very simple. So my recipes are very basic, very simple. Um, and a lot of them sometimes too, like I don't write all my recipes down because they come from the tops of my head, but if someone were to ask me, you know, questions about it, those are like my resources that, um, you know, that I go to and just based on my experience of trying, trying things because it had to come from, from trying, I went from takeout and McDonald's to now, you know, um, a cart full of fruit and vegetables. So it's a completely different, it's a flip around, but, um, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. And I think it's really inspiring because people, you know, I'm very close to someone who struggles with her weight. And mm. I know that I know it all comes down to choices. And sometimes it feels hard. It feels hard to make those choices because you're yes. so used to the convenience, the salt, the fat, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And those are all great things in moderation. Um, well, convenience is convenience is really nice to have all the time. But anyway. I I can see how how hard it is for her. So it's just inspiring to hear, you know, someone else who's been there do it and that you can make that transformation. And it is, it, it's just it's little things at a time. And you just nurture your body until until the flip happens one day, right? Like and you're like, look how far I've come. Yeah. And I think it's too, it's just that mindset piece of when I'm like now, you know, the more, the more you do it. So now if I'm going to, you know, get French fries, I literally, I talk to myself a lot. I don't know if you do Nikki, but (laughs) I I do. do. And I'm like, all the time. I'm like, okay, Christy, you don't need those French fries. Why are you going for the French fries? What Mm -hmm. is it? And it just comes to that being comfortable and being aware and being able to ask yourself. And then it's a flip. Usually I don't, I'm not hungry and I don't want them. So then, you know, okay, so I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to remove myself from this environment and I'm going to go for a walk and get those endorphins, but I'm going to get it a different way. Got it. Um, and it's, it's that high that, you know, we take from food because then we feel miserable afterwards. If miserable. we're eating something, you know, it's just, ter- and then it's a cycle of like, Oh, I'm off the train. I might as well not do this. Yeah. Um, where when I come back from a walk, I'm happier, I'm smiling, I'm singing, I listen to my music. And, you know, then I forget, I forget about the French fries and I can, you know, go do something else. Um, But I heard something last night, actually, where if you do 1% better every day, 
by the end of the year, it's like 30% better, right? 37% better because you're doing that every single day. And it's those baby steps of just adding one more thing. And the end of the year, look at that. You've, you've grown that much. Yes. Exponentially. And, and we can do that. We can do one more thing. We can do 1% better. That's totally doable. That is such a great thing that you just mentioned. It's, you know, it's really about your relationship with food Mm -hmm. and, and you can, you can have the relationship you want to have and, and forming and helping your kids form that relationship. But for you to have that awareness and say, why am I making this choice right now? Mm-hmm. Not hungry. I don't really want it. Like there's something else that I need. And I'm, I feel like I'm just going to try to fill that hole with the food that's not so healthy. But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's really something else that, that's a, that, and it does take a lot of awareness. But again, yeah. we're, we're all about being intentional on this podcast. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. Intentional and purposeful, I think is, I use purpose a lot with my, with the women that I work with. Like you have to have a purpose when you go to the grocery store, you have to have a purpose with your meals, right? So like, what is that? What is your purpose? Um, You know, like, let's talk about that. So, because without a purpose, we just are flailing, right? Like all over the place. And that's not a good feeling. We want to, we want our family to be connected. We want to be connected. We want to be, um, you know, the highest version of ourselves and the best that we can be. Um, and we need a purpose for that. So yeah. (laughs) Well said. I love that. That's really awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. It has been such a fun conversation. I learned a lot. In this one little talk we've had, and I know that there are so many other resources I'm going to find on your website. So I've got to be, I got to dig in there more. And I hope everyone will do that too. Again, I'm going to put in the show notes where you can sign up for Christy's monthly membership and get those five days of easy, those recipes along with the Facebook group. And of course you can always follow her on Instagram. Yes. Thank you so much. This was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm glad our technical um, difficulties worked out Yes, and we could have this. It was great. Thanks. Awesome. Yes. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Christy Baranofsky. I know that you took a ton of value from it and I hope that you will take one thing and start implementing it right away. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.